top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good morning. This is the morning news for today, Friday, September 2nd, 2022. I'm your presenter, Hassan Robinson. Here are the headlines. Cannabis as a viable source of economic and agricultural diversity can become a reality if appropriate legislative changes are made and the right systems are put in place. St. Lucia opposition leader Alan Shastny continues to squabble with Prime Minister Philip J. Peer over the Hirawana International Airport redevelopment project started by Shastny's government. Well, that's the Hiwanora International Airport. And uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin will not attend the funeral of past President Mikhail uh, Gorbachev, whose uh, reforms helped end the Cold War but saw the demise of the Soviet Union, which Putin laments. As it happens, when it happens, the news is brought to you for the very kind compliments of Rudolf Thomas Enterprises. The details of these stories and more coming up next. The big station, Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Rudolph Thomas Enterprise in Portsmouth, your suppliers of building materials and hardware products. Over 20 years experience in the business. Rudolph Thomas has lumber and plywood, Portland and tile cement, steel rods, galvanized and fenced pipe. And Rudolph Thomas can meet all your wire needs. Galvanized roofing sheets, doors, windows, toilet sets, face basins and bidets. PVC piping, fittings and lattice. Check out Rudolph Thomas for ceramic and vinyl floor and wall tiles. Nails, nuts and bolts, paint and painting supplies. And check out their line of electrical and hand tools. And Rudolph Thomas is your one-stop shop for hard-to-find items like fiberglass mat and fiberglass resin and welding rods. Go now to Rudolph Thomas on 1240 Bay Street in Portsmouth. And uh, welcome back. Cannabis as a viable source of economic and agricultural diversity can become a reality if appropriate legislative changes are made and the right systems are put in place. Cannabis is now emerging as one of the most lucrative and diverse sources of economic growth on the international market and countries and continents alike all have invested heavily in the multi-billion dollar industry. Cannabis has also proven to be a key element in medicinal, tourism, economic, agricultural and manufacturing growth industries now rising across the board for many countries. Ras Selahia Desatrota, Agriculture Officer and Member of Wincorp, highlighted on the Youth on Q program on Thursday the importance of taking on this challenge, as many others have, beginning with new legislation. The legislation, actually, the in place, you know, all we're looking at now is to amend it. It was, it was amended back in 2020, they about where they allowed in, because before it was 15 grams that right. was allowed and then they amended to make um, 28 grams, one ounce allowed. But the legislation was always there, it's just how we amend it to suit our existing needs. So for example, processors cannot operate on 28 ounces, yeah, they will need more than that. So the amendments in, in our discussion is that what is it we're looking at? Because in any legalized system 
it's not just open, you know. You can't, like, as I'm a cultivator and a producer, you can't just go about producing tons of cannabis, you know, under a license system. All these things have to be managed well. So if I'm going to produce 50 pounds of cannabis for the year, it has to be traced. It has to be a closed system in where you can see where those 50 pounds are going to. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that we have to bring out on the table when we look at amending our existing laws. And that was Ras Salahia de Sotrota, Agriculture Officer and Member of WinCorp. Meantime, Dr. Amario Kazemi, Disaster Risk Management Coordinator for the Ministry of Agriculture and fellow member of WinCorp, explained that for many, the main areas of interest and concern range from the recreational use of the cannabis plant to its uses as edibles to textiles and clothing, all of which would bring into question quantities of raw material for production and supply for rapidly growing demands. And yes, the, on the books, it has always been observed that within our current legislative framework that medical practitioners and pharmacies were able to operate under what? the purview of the minister. So the minister has the authority to offer a medical doctor or a pharmacist a license to dispense and to practice. So the cannabis, the medical cannabis industry was never, never an area of contention, you know. What is actually spurring all that revolution there is the dynamics that the recreational use has taken. Mm-hmm. And we are not talking about recreational use looking at smoking, right. splits and stuff like that. We are talking about value-added products, for example. We are talking about non-alcoholic beverages. We are talking about um, ice creams, gummies. We are talking about edibles and consumables. Even for the field, we are talking about clothing and textile, the development of hemp clothing and stuff like that. The recreational use is not traditionally looking at, you know, there's this euphoric high. You know, we are looking about product development, value addition in terms of non-traditional areas. And that in itself there has been stirring up, you know, the whole revolution. And that was a Dr. Mario Kazimi, Disaster Risk Management Coordinator for the Ministry of Agriculture and fellow member of WinCorp. And uh, still in the local news, despite the fact that Dominica lacks a business dedicated to producing and distributing firearms, the number of guns in the country is rising. Sidan Johnville holds the belief that this is largely due to the lack of proper control and inspections at our ports. He says we need to control our port system so as to reduce the number of guns entering into our society. Johnville expressed these sentiments on Q95's Roots Connection and Q program hosted by Dr. Simone Matthew. Before we spend so much time on the increase in gun-related incidents happening in, in the island, we must ask ourselves, where are these guns coming from? And where are these vessels that have facilitated human trafficking coming from? They are coming from outside. We do not make guns in, in Dominica. We don't have factories that employ people. We do not export guns out or sell guns um, within, within Dominica. So... The problem must be our ports. We need to control our ports before we, we try to, to condemn the people. And I, I must say that, that the, the increase in gun violence in Dominica is really saddening. Mm-hmm. But we must look at the problem on a whole. And the problem starts within our ports because majority of these guns are being imported. It must be outside first, then it comes in. Um, a, a boat cannot sink by the water around it, but it sinks by the water that, that it lets in. So we just really need to control our ports and know what we are letting in. And that was Sidane Johnville. 
Still in the local news, the cannabis industry could be of great benefit to many Dominican entrepreneurs, including the youth, and the policy directorate must ensure this becomes a reality by protecting it from foreign direct investors who will attempt to use their wealth and influence to take advantage of the opportunities with the assistance of an unsuspecting or unpatriotic government by gaining control of that resource and excluding the people of Dominica from the wealth that they rightfully deserve to be derived from such an inheritance. Freelance journalist and nature conservation advocate Farah Theodore sought to address some of the reasons why this region may be behind in the advancement of cannabis industries, with one key reason being that those who are able to make serious moves to help the people may very well be making moves to benefit themselves. So they're not thinking about, oh, let's empower our Caribbean people. Let's finally give those that are persecuted and live in these shadows a break, a chance to make some money, a chance to get industry in our islands, everything we talk about. And that is where their frustration is because there's an obvious disconnect. Mm. Where are the other parliamentarians? What are you all saying? Mm. Everybody dead silent. Because the, the record shows that many things happen is not in the interest necessarily of the citizens. So instead of pretending it's okay, mm. we have to look at the reality where we have to decide what do we want for ourselves, get organized, draft an agenda for ourselves, and make our voices heard. Because we're having people taking decisions behind our backs. We're not involved in this. You understand me? And then we are running the risk of becoming a new plantation class. And who will be the modern-day slaves? You already been displaced and separated from the land already. You understand me? We're not place of poverty. Them man will come down and just take land and hire the black people and the Rastafarian know how he say the elite class, Coca-Cola, those multinational companies. Them man do play with the investment. And that was freelance journalist and nature conservation advocate Farah Theodore. Meantime, teacher and local artist Sabia Israel highlighted the importance of cross-sectorial education that will allow the key players to be better informed as to the potential benefits for Dominica and its citizens. I feel what uh, Farah said, you know, that um, some, some can definitely, definitely take advantage of the situation while our local people can be at a disadvantage. I feel you and I get your point. And we, this is why now we want to say thank you to Q95 for this, uh, you know, opportunity and liberty to educate the population. Let us take more advantage of that. I would like to invite even the church to call in the professionals, you know, to have conversations with your um, people. I know that there's a lot of fear within the, the Christian community, church community, about this plant. The pastors, everyone, the priests, call in and ask for, you can, you can talk one-on-one -on -one and then you can have your, your congregation engage in a conversation like that. It is an ongoing thing and I stand by re-educating our people, definitely 100. And um, may this go forward and may we all, even our planters who feel like they will be at a disadvantage, let us educate ourselves. So if there's an investor from overseas coming in, and more than likely, I'm telling all you, it might be a reality. So you are the one on that field, plantation field, you know, doing the planting. Learn, learn from that investor how they make the money, how they multiply the money, and hopefully we even have the bank systems coming in to give those contributions so that our farmers can benefit. And that was a teacher and local artist, Sabia Israel. And Discover Dominica Authority Project Officer Daphne Vidal reveals at the press conference that the DFC has been receiving lots of inquiries as to where tickets can be purchased. She listed some of the locations and also announced that season tickets will be $300 as part of an early bird deal that will last until September 16th. 
Vidal also explained that visitors can find accommodation by logging into bookingdominica.com and stated that anyone who is willing to have their accommodations listed for rent to, vid- to visitors can also do so. We have been getting quite a number of calls. Where can I purchase my tickets? Where can I purchase my tickets? Tickets are available at Deepex in Roseau and at Bullseye in Roseau and Portsmouth. And these tickets are available, these are season tickets, and they're available at $300, and that's the special price which will last until the 16th of September. So if you're planning on coming to the World Creole Music Festival all three nights, because the lineup is good for all three nights, then you can purchase your season tickets at Deepex in Roseau, Bullseye in Roseau, and Portsmouth for only $300 until the 17th, of, the 16th of September. Persons are also inquiring about where they should stay for the World Creole Music Festival. Persons can log on to bookingdominica.com to get information on where to stay. We have asked persons with apartments and empty houses to register with us so that um, we can add their accommodation on the listing to be placed on our website. Now there is a process in which we have to do that. So first you register with with us, that is the first step. You contact the DFC, you contact DDA, you can call us at 255-8221 or you can send an email to mcharles at dominica.dm with your information. Then we will collate all this information, then come to visit your property to make sure that it is up to standard and ready to accommodate our visitors because we do want our visitors to have a wonderful experience when they come to Dominica. And that was Daphne Vidal, Project Officer at Discover Dominica Authority. And the Dominica Public Service Union General Secretary Thomas Alita says some officers in the public sector are not performing their duties in a manner that would help empower others in the service. He questions their intentions as regard individual working with them in service for several years, but are failing to write letters of recommendation for them to be appointed. Later added that according to the law of the land governing the public service, a person cannot be appointed to a permanent position without a letter of recommendation from the permanent secretary. He was speaking on the DPSU program earlier this week, where he went on to say that before permanent appointments are made and submitted to the Public Service Commission, the Minister of Finance must approve the appointment. Before permanent appointments are made, and, and submitted to the Public Service Commission. The, fin- the Minister of Finance has to give clearance because once there is an appointment, permanent appointment, it has implication for the Treasury of Dominica and therefore clearance has to come from the Ministry of Finance. So people, I believe you need to understand those things. I'm grateful that Brother Arundel took some time to explain how people who were employed in the public service. Because those little things, those information are very, very necessary. And that was General Secretary of the Dominica Public Service Union, Thomas Slater. And the leader of the opposition, Lennox Linton, is of the opinion that persons who are not ordinarily resident in Dominica should stay away from voting in Dominica in order to satisfy residency requirements. His statements came in response to a question posed to him in relation to persons who only come down to Dominica to vote every five years. Linton had made his point crystal clear, stating that the unscrupulous acts for persons who reside in Dominica to have to deal with the consequences of the actions of persons who are not ordinarily resident in Dominica is unjust. I 
believe that persons who are not ordinarily resident in Dominica should okay. stay away from voting in Dominica. Uh, I think uh, elections in Dominica ought to be for persons who are ordinarily resident here. They are the ones who are in the jurisdiction. They are the ones who will be under the consequences of what they're voting for, as opposed mm -hmm. to, to someone else who, who wakes up every day in some other country and uh, has his or her life in another country um, they, and, and can vote for the government in the other country. The, the responsibility for electing a government in Dominica should rest with the persons who are ordinarily resident in Dominica. And that is leader of the opposition, Lennox Linton. And uh, according to sociological, or sociologist that is, Mr. Simeon Joseph, intestinal fortitude refers to courage, determination, and the capacity to carry out a tough and unpleasant task for others. Who amongst us has exhibited that question? He wonders, or wonders in a question. Joseph identifies a few historical personalities who possess the necessary charisma and ability, as he noted that one of the great things these leaders are able to do is to divide and rule the people, which is a tool or one that is used to taint the characters of the charismatic leaders. From this observation, he detects an ambiguous anomaly of an anesthesis. He concluded that the antithesis emphasis gaining support since historical people demonstrated how to accomplish it compared to others who have had to oppose them. Here's more. But you see, antithesis to talk about gathering support because there are historical figures in history who have been able to do that versus the people who have had to stand against them with courage and fortitude and determination to confront them. Okay? So, so we have to understand you can either be someone with intestinal fortitude to unite, to bring people together, to work towards bringing your, your, your citizenry and your nation together and having the courage to gather people together and in the end, end up dividing people to rule. And that was a sociologist, Simeon Joseph. And in other news, the back and forth between the two main political parties over the Hiro Nora International Airport Redevelopment Project continues. Leader of the opposition, Alan Shastner, this week of St. Lucia, appended an open letter to Prime Minister Philip J. Pierre. The ex-Prime Minister continues to accuse the government leader of issuing false statements on previous UWP administration's handling of the project. Here's more. Misleading. The fact is the piling at the new airport location came in exactly on budget. There are no cost overruns. End quote. Chastney alleges that the SLP government was presented with a well-planned project with all the financing in place. He says the government's actions of aborting those plans have not been in the best interest of the people of St. Lucia. In the wake of the brewing saga, calls have grown louder for documentation on the HIA project plus a comprehensive government review to be made public for scrutiny. 
and audio credit to HTS News Force St. Lucia. Still in other news, a Russian president Vladimir Putin will not attend the funeral of Mikhail Gorbachev, the Soviet Union's last leader, as the Kremlin has confirmed. Spokesman Dmitry Peskov and Mr. Putin's work schedule would not permit him to attend the event on Saturday. Russian media released images of Putin laying flowers next to the open casket of Gorbachev at the hospital in Moscow on Thursday. Gorbachev's reforms helped end the Cold War but saw the demise of the Soviet Union, which Mr. Putin has lamented. Here's more. believe the Kremlin, uh, it's simply because Vladimir Putin is a very busy man. Basically, the message from the Kremlin is, sorry, Putin's busy, his work schedule is full, uh, he can't uh, attend the funeral. And as you say, Lucy, he has been today to pay his respects uh, to Mikhail Gorbachev. He went to the hospital, lay flowers uh, at, at the casket. But despite that, I think uh, the fact that he won't be attending the funeral will be seen by many here uh, as a snub. I thought it was quite interesting yesterday when uh, Vladimir Putin sent a telegram of condolences to the uh, Mikhail Gorbachev's family. It mentioned that Mr. Gorbachev had had a, a, a huge impact on the course of world history, but that was it, really. And later, when uh, the Russian president appeared on television, he was chairing a, a meeting of the government, no mention of the death of Mikhail Gorbachev, no minute silence. So what can we conclude from all of this? What, what conclusion? It seems to me that uh, Vladimir Putin's Kremlin has little desire to be associated with the, the ideas and the policies that Mikhail Gorbachev espoused. And that's the morning news as a recap of the headlines. A cannabis as a viable source of economic and agricultural diversity can become a reality if appropriate legislative changes are made and the right systems are put in place. St. Lucia opposition leader Alan Chastney continues to squabble with Prime Minister Philip J. Peer over the Hironora International Airport redevelopment projects started by Chastney's government. And Russian President Vladimir Putin will not attend the funeral of past President Mikhail Gorbachev, whose reforms helped end the Cold War but saw the demise of the Soviet Union, which Putin laments. The news was brought to you for the very kind compliments of Rudolf Thomas Enterprises. I've been your presenter, Hassan Robinson. Q, top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens, local, regional, and global, only on Q95, the big station.